Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. Fuck, I want to say every, every other thing. So, this is episode 196 of this awesome podcast, and this is the last chapter in Comedy Horror Silly Month. So, uh, we picked an absolute banger, another Netflix film. Look at them. Netflix is out here doing awesome work. Except for live action anime adaptations. That's the only thing they can't do right. So <laughs> we did a 2017 supernatural comedy called Little Evil. Why are you doing all these movies called Little? I, I don't can't know. believe that movie came out in 2017 and we're just now getting to it. Like yeah. I remember when it came out and I was like, dang, that looks really good. And then four <clears throat> years went by. Right? How did that happen? <laughs> Five years. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking COVID, man. Jesus. COVID took a lot yeah. of time from us. <laughs> so this film is written and directed by Eli Craig. That name doesn't sound familiar, Otis. I hear someone saying out in the world, bullshit. You know one little film that they did because we just reviewed it in October. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> that was the... Uh, first big film that they did and then they went and did this one so uh, Eli Craig is absolutely amazing Uh, there's a lot of Edgar Wright moments in this a lot of panning to things just like in Shaun of the Dead very much yeah there was a lot of nods to things so uh, this movie it stars Adam Scott so from Parks and Rec and tons of other things he's absolutely hilarious he's douchebag Derek from Step brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> looks like you want to punch me. Punch Fucking me. Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> Go ahead and punch me. Uh, Brennan has a mangina. Brennan has a mangina. Evangeline Lilly. So she is the wasp in in a wasp. Yeah. Uh, she's absolutely awesome. It was weird. She's, she's also from Lost. Yeah, she smiled a lot in this movie, and it was weird. She was way too nice because like wasp is like really tough and doesn't really show a lot of emotion so it was weird seeing her being happy in this mm-hmm. uh, uh adam scott has a lot of friends bridget everett she's absolutely hilarious in this movie it's like his best friend and donald Faison's in this tyler Levine. he was in tucker and dale and he was in a show called reaper which is kind of close to the synopsis of this um but if you don't know anything about little evil so i want you to Sit back and think about the movie The Omen. So, hey, The Omen, that's about a little kid, and he's like the son of the devil. He's the Antichrist. Like, and him is just in the world making people kill themselves. Okay, you got that? Now, think about Rosemary's baby. Remember when Mia Farrow was part of that cult and then she got impregnated by the devil's baby? Yeah, put those together, and you got this movie. Uh, but is a hilarious take on all of those because Adam Scott's like, man, that kid's kind of creepy. And it's like the kid looks like actually looks like the lead singer from fucking ACDC with the hat. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well, very much Damien from The Omen. Like, yeah, very much. That was that was where the lead singer of ACDC kind of took it from. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's very much a British like uniform school uniform. Yeah. But it's just, um, if you don't know anything about this movie, 
it's a stepfather trying to connect to a son that may or may not be the antichrist and <laughs> him trying to just stay Step alive son. i said a stepfather that, what oh sorry sorry i heard it wrong go ahead uh just trying to deal with a kid that might be the antichrist uh it it's really really funny um i love when movies spoof other things in a very tasteful way i do like when it's like you know scary movie where it's just in your face <laughs> what they're making fun of uh, but this movie's really smooth with it. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. So uh, nothing but thumbs up for me. Uh, but Katie, what do you think about Little Evil? I really, really liked this movie. It was just the right amount of funny. And uh, it wasn't super scary, but there was some creepy things happening. Like it was, it was fantastic. And Adam Scott is hilarious. And the backup crew of stepdads he had was fucking hilarious like just great i liked it a lot emma yeah i'm gonna have to agree um this movie was phenomenal i saw the cover of it and i was like oh it has adam scott this will be hilarious and then when it started i was like oh that's not oh okay well no that is a little bit funny like who opens a box and goes i want a divorce like that was fucking hilarious but no it was it just i don't know why it caught me off guard that it was so funny but it was and it was great and i've never seen the omen i've never seen rosemary's baby i've never seen any of that shit i only know all the references because people use them a lot so I was like, isn't this that one movie with the kid that's like Damien or whatever? And Mike is like, The Omen. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, sure. So yeah, no, it was wonderful. I loved it. Well, honestly, well, congratulations. You've officially seen The Omen and Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> or you seen the big chunks from them. Uh, well, no, in Omen, Damien lives and make like four more movies. And they're not good. Just watch the first one. Uh, but no, uh, this one, this one's a fun one. I had a good time with it. But like I said, when peace, people tastefully work in spoofs of things, it, it's just money. And plus, Eli Craig, I expect nothing but the best from you. Tuckendale versus Evil is another like movie kind of like that. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be like this, but then it's got this layer of something else to it. Like, you know, the hillbillies, they're supposed to be crazy and murderous, but they're like the nicest people in the world. <laughs> and so I thought that was a really fun thing that he put into a horror movie. And just like with this one, it's like, oh, that kid's the Antichrist. And there's other layers to it. So I love this movie. So we'll get through his story real quick. Uh, but yeah, check it out on Netflix. It's really, really good. So like Emma said earlier, this movie starts with a, I think the coolest way, one of the coolest ways to start a scary movie already in the action and shit's going down so the mom she is um she realizes that gary isn't in the house the dad and she runs out into the backyard and she sees her son lucas is just standing just what in 
at a grave or sandbox sandbox yeah he's like at the sandbox with a shovel yeah and she's like where is gary and he points down it's like oh my god he buried him alive so she digs him out and opens up the grave and gary's like i want a divorce (laughs) (laughs) and then we get a one week before and i'm like oh shit so it's gonna end at that point so uh gary he is the new stepfather of the family so uh lucas is the son and the mom is Samantha. And it's funny, they allude to the wedding and how they're trying to get, get back going with life. So something really crazy happy, happened at the wedding. We find out later on, but uh, the way they bring it up is it was like the worst thing that could happen. And when you find out, it's absolutely terrible. So um, Gary is struggling to connect with Lucas, um, just like any movie with a creepy kid in it. Lucas is just constantly just looking at Gary. Scary things are happening. Lights won't click on when Lucas is close by. It's all the typical scary things that happen with a supernatural kid in the movie. But Gary is taking it all in stride like a nice person. So it's like bothering him, but it's not bothering him to the point where he's like extra terrified. He's just like, oh, that's really annoying. Like, why is that happening? So um, I, I love that angle too. When someone doesn't know they're in a scary movie, and they just are functioning. They're, they're making it through the scary movie without knowing they're in it. That's one of the best feelings you can do. So while this is happening, uh, Gary actually gets a call from, um, oh, uh, the wedding photographer. Hey, it's Shia LaBean. So he tells him that he wants to show him something in the footage that was really, really weird. And so we find out that the pastor that got them married he said um a lot of lines in latin and carl the photographer is like no he didn't say latin dude that language is really weird so what i did was slowed it down and played it in reverse and (laughs) he had why are you watching my wedding in reverse (laughs) (laughs) he had gary make a vow to protect the kid uh oh some demonic words he said this crazy sentence and gary you protect the child in fire and in brimstone hellfire and brimstone yeah through hellfire and brimstone (laughs) and then a fucking tornado hits at the wedding and people are getting sucked into it and dying things are getting destroyed and they're all running off in fear and lucas is just standing in front of said tornado and carl's like look at his clothes nothing is moving on him like the tornado's not even there for him and he's like oh that's really fucking weird <laughs> and then he's like you really need to tripod man and so like gary sees these weird things but he's not putting it together you know so later on he gets a call actually he stops by one of his properties an old nunnery and this um this reverend of this cult this doomsday cult he wants to buy the place he's like this will be perfect for my obvious evil things i want to do and he's like okay and then he's like whatever price i'll pay the the best deal you can give me and he's like well there's another couple that want to live in a nunnery too and he's like whatever i'll just i'll beat their deal whatever that they put down i'll double it and he's like okay and so he's like you got a deal while he's there making this easy the easiest deal of his life he gets a call from lucas's school and he's come pick him up so we find out that lucas some issues at school he's really good at 
manipulating people and making them do things. <laughs> uh, just like in the Omen, uh, Damien was really good at just saying things and people would just follow whatever he said. And he tells his teacher to go to hell. And then she proceeds to just jump out of a window and kill herself. Gets she impaled. hurled acid on her face oh, yeah. and yeeted herself out of the school window. I forgot she put acid in her face. <laughs> uh, she literally threw acid in her face. Uh, it's an absolute mess. So uh, a psychiatrist tells Lucas um, that Gary and Lucas need to see a counselor about their issues because um, the counselor thinks that Gary is actually the main source of lucas's crazy behavior bullshit gets into christ but he didn't you know he doesn't believe in that yet you know <laughs> and so samantha the mom she's said by the news and stuff and that the teacher killed herself in front of the kids um and she is very much on lucas's side for everything and she's like you know he's got some issues but you know you need to be there for him and stuff and gary little by little is learning that this kid is actually evil and he doesn't really want to be there for an evil kid. I absolutely understand that. If I was, you know, if Katie had a kid and I was coming in into the family and that kid was for real evil, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, baby. <laughs> that kid's got problems. But uh, at therapy, uh, Gary gains a ton more friends uh, with all the other stepfathers and they talk about all their terrible, <laughs> terrible children. Uh, one dad says that this kid shit into one of his like dressers, the top one. So that means he climbed all the way up, turned himself to steady himself on the banister on the cabinet and opened the cabinet and shit into it. And he's like, I'm going to shit into his backpack later. He's like, fuck that kid. <laughs> um, but his, his friend, Al, um, she's absolutely amazing. I love it. She says like, I'm, a, I'm the, you know, the dad. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, they all say that all their kids are evil. You know what I mean? They all sympathize with Gary. Like all their kids are the devil, dude. He's like, yeah, I kind of think that he is. But, you know, uh, Lucas's birthday party. Um, they get a clown because I guess Lucas loves clowns, I guess. All kids love well, clowns is the reason. And the clown is sucking it up. And it's funny. You see Lucas look at the clown. And he looks straight at Gary and just does this evil, like, demonic frown, you know? <laughs> and he keeps looking at Gary like, this clown sucks. And then the clown proceeds to set himself on fire. And then all the kids are screaming and shit, and the clown jumps into a pool. The clown tells Gary as he's getting taken out that the kid made him do it. He made him set himself on fire. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's like, this kid's fucking, fucking dead. And he, Carl, the photographer, he tells Gary that all of Samantha's previous boyfriends are dead, except one person. And so he gives him his address and he's like, you should probably check him out to see what's up with all of this. So uh, after, after some more searching, Gary, he brings up Lucas's real father and Samantha talks about years earlier she was part of a cult and <laughs> she doesn't understand it she doesn't get it but they did a ritual on her and obviously that is like 
the devil's son. And mm-hmm. it, it's straight from a scene from Rosemary's Baby. And that's what happens to Mia Farrow. Uh, <clears throat> she wants to have a kid with her husband. And she has this weird dream. She's like, I think it was a dream, but they drugged her. And they set up this whole situation. And just an evil, shadowy monster thing has its way with her. And she has the devil's son. So the whole movie is That her. entire scene was hilarious with her describing that she's just she's sitting there and she's like so many herbs and like i don't know i must have blacked out or something because i had a really bad nightmare and there was like warm red body paint on me and i'm like (laughs) fucking bitch like how yeah how do you not understand this it's oh uh, it's it's awesome uh it put a smile on my face i was like hey that's rosemary's baby so gary convinces al like the, the best friend of the friends uh to help him and he's like i really need your help and so they find gabriel and he's in the basement of the church pulling a fucking angels and demons not angels and demons what was the first movie with da vinci code da vinci code pulling da vinci code like the bad guy from that movie just beating the shit out of himself Whipping himself with the nine tails. Yeah, self-flagellating. That's what that's called. Yep. He's flagellating the shit out of himself. And so Gabriel reveals that Lucas is the fucking Antichrist. (laughs) And if he wants to take care of it, he's got to travel to Bethlehem and find Gozamel, the demon hunter. And he's like, fuck, I can't. You know, Al says, "I, I can't go to Bethlehem, bro. That's really far. Just then they see a news report saying that um, there's rioting in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I don't know if there is a Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and so they realize, oh, shit, that's where they got to go. They find Gozmel working at a store. And Gozmel realizes that his, his thing in life, the one thing he's supposed to do is kill the Antichrist. And so he's like, I got this sweet ass knife, knife of destiny. And this will kill Lucas. We just got to take him to hollow ground, stab him with this knife. And that's all we got to do. They get into a car accident because this one creepy guy that keeps popping up gets in the way. And old Gozamel is super dead, gets impaled on corn. And (laughs) good thing Gary and Al put the seatbelts on because they would have been dead too. So Gary gets home and finds Samantha with Miss Shaylock, and she is a lady from the CPS, the Child Protective Services. So um, if you don't know about this, they're the people that check in on families that are going through issues and just make sure the kids are safe and being treated right. (laughs) And if they're not, then they'll snatch them up and take them somewhere where they can hopefully get the love they deserve. So um, yeah, if CPS is coming to your house, you got some issues and you need to take care of them. So yeah. so um, Samantha and Mrs. Shaylock are talking to Gary and they tell him that he, sh- they sh- he should put Lucas to bed and kind of tuck him in. And he gets up there and it's just horrific. And Lucas has wrote repent, no, rapture, rapture on the walls backwards, kind of like uh, the shining. And he gets attacked. And then there's Lucas has this sock puppet. That's like a goat. Uh, Lammy, no. Uh, it's uh, it's re Rebo, 
Reroy? Reroy. Yeah. Reroy. It's a crazy name, but the goat's talking to him and things in the room. Or no, Rero? Rero? Reroy? No, it's Reroy. It's Leroy, but with an R because he was a little kid. Yeah. But Gary gets attacked and the knife is taken from him. So, oh no, he doesn't have the knife of destiny anymore. And then his body gets dragged out of the room. And so we see Lucas dragging the kid through the house and no one hears it and buries Gary alive. So we've caught up to the beginning of the movie. And so Samantha <laughs> digs Gary out and Gary's like, I want a divorce, dude. And she's like, don't say that, you know, even though you just got buried alive. When he calls her from the box and he's, she's like, where are you? I'm in the backyard. Well, get in here. You're crazy ass fucking son. And she's like pulling the phone away from her face. And she's like, what? <laughs> Fucking great. So uh, Samantha obviously takes Lucas aside. She was doing it the whole movie. And Gary yells at her saying that Lucas is the Antichrist. And for her, she probably thinks like a metaphor. And she's really mad at Gary that he would say that. And so Lucas and samantha go inside and lucas gives them the finger as they're walking away and gary apologizes the next day and he gets flowers and he wants to do better you know because he didn't have a dad around when he was younger so he, he wants to be there for lucas and so he comes up with a plan to take lucas to a water park to waterland uh, to teach him how to swim, which is that's what that's how you teach a kid to swim. Take him to a fucking water park. Absolutely the <laughs> wrong way to teach a kid how to swim. <laughs> High speed water. That, that'll learn you. So Al comes up with an idea. Since the knife is gone, they're like, well, we got to figure out a way to kill him. As long as they're somewhere hollowed or blessed by a pope, it works. And so lo and behold, the water park was blessed by the pope for some really dumb reason. <laughs> Uh, they're both just like blessing things so um he's gonna drown lucas in one of the rides and so uh the floaties that he has he filled it with sand this is some wild <laughs> shit he's gonna kill a fucking kid it was the antichrist so um while they're at the water park they actually start to bond and lucas smiles for the first time and actually talks to him he's like holy shit you're talking to me and it was really sweet. Yeah, it's going okay. actually really good. They take a picture together, and I was like, oh, this is so cute. And so he starts to kind of think, maybe I don't want to kill the kid. And so Lucas goes on the biggest ride, and he's like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to, dude. And he's like, ah, and he just jumps in, and he's got the weighties on. And so Gary looks into the sky. He's like, God, give me a sign. If I'm supposed to save this child, please give me a sign. And then he sees a plane in the air, spells out love. And he's like, that's it. That's the sign. And dives into the pool to save <laughs> Lucas. And when he gets down to the bottom of the ride, Lucas is straight up just face At down. The bottom of the pool. That bitch is straight dead. <laughs> so he gets him out of the water and he saves him. And so he's like, I am so sorry, dude. Like, he's like, do you want to do that ride again? He shakes his head. He's like, no, man. <laughs> he's like, let's go get some ice cream. So they both apologize to each other while they're eating ice cream for trying to kill each other. And Lucas says, I understand. He's like, I'm really sorry. I tried to kill you, dude. He's like, it's all good. And then Lucas apologizes to Gary and he's like, 
I understand. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's really cute. So they are father and son. They finally agreed on liking each other. So fortunately for Gary, an Amber Alert. So another thing, if you don't know about Amber Alerts, uh, there was one girl, I believe it was in Texas, um, an alert, a kid, Amber Hagerman. Hagerman? Uh, she was, I think they still haven't even solved the case. Um, she was abducted. And they did not find her. And so it is a message, message system that just goes on everybody's phone that says like, hey, there's a missing kid. They were here, maybe seen in this car. Do you see anything? And so uh, it's a really sweet ass system. And sad it took so long <laughs> before yeah. they came up with something like that. But an Amber Alert, is for Lucas and Gary's like oh shit the cops find Gary and they start to arrest him because he obviously kidnapped the child and Lucas it was really cool Lucas was about to use his evil powers on the cops he's like no no don't do that don't don't kill him and we see that Sally Field um the evil CPS lady she rolls up and she was like well we really thought that you were gonna kill this kid but you didn't you got all soft on us so we'll take care of it and so we find out later that they have to kill the Antichrist to cause the end of the world. So uh, it depends on what version of a story. There's an anime about the son of the devil and the kid has to take care of it. Beezlebub is very cute. He's a very cute little kid. Um, but in all the versions, usually the devil wants to take the body of the kid. He's like, yeah, just keep that body safe because I'm going to hop in it later. And then I'll have a physical form and I'll do evil things. So just like in Good Omens, that's kind of what the devil wanted to do in that story. So mm -hmm. uh, in this one, they they take Lucas and Samantha. They go to the house because they got to find the knife of destiny that Lucas left there. And they head to the nunnery and they are going to stab Lucas at what? 606? 606 on June 6th. Yeah, yeah his sixth yep. birthday. Hey, all those sixes. Yep. And they're going to kill him. So Gary uh, calls his friends, his stepfather friends, and they head out in Al's fucking monster truck listening to Rush, that American band. <laughs> and they make their way down to the nunnery and they get in and uh, Sally Field gets punched in the face like three times and knocked out. But they make it into the the ceremony and they're about to stab lucas the reverend with the super knife and then gary throws a fucking baseball at right at his face and knocks him out and he gets up front and he's telling all the people that they should be ashamed of themselves that they're trying to kill a kid and then oh no the hole to hell opens up and so now it is time they have to kill lucas so lucas is sliding off of the i don't know sacrificial bed that he's on Gary catches his arm and he's like, I'm not going to let go of you, bud. And they fall into the pit. But Gary climbs his way out because he's a fucking boss. And he saves Lucas. Hooray! The Reverend stands back up and he's like, I got to kill the kid. And then Evangeline Lily, uh, Samantha, the mom, comes up and punches the Reverend and he falls into the pit, into hell. So I guess he got to see hell. <laughs> the shitty way. Yep. And so... After that, everybody's happy. Some weeks go by, and Gary and Lucas, they are in the Soapbox Derby, and they have their own little vehicle. 
Looks like a dragon is dope. Yeah, uh, Gary's a little nervous because he hasn't tested any of the steering or the brakes. And Luke is like, yeah, just trust me, we'll be fine. And uh, they're father and son, and they're, they're very happy. So uh, another thing that happens in a lot of stories with the Antichrist being around is very much a nature versus nurture situation. Like, hey, he's supposed to do bad things, but if you raise him right, he won't do the bad things. Just like, this whole thing in good omens. Like, the kid was raised good, so why would he be the Antichrist, even though he's got the powers of the Antichrist? So, uh, oh, but big ups to good omens it's on amazon watch that show it's really really good <laughs> so katie who was your favorite character in little evil uh the gary adam scott's oh. character he was fucking funny <clears throat> the, the whole time usually adam scott plays kind of a dick uh well in a lot of movies that i've seen him in he's always like the dick character because he does that really well um but he was just hilarious in this one and him trying to convince Evangeline Lilly that her son is fucking the Antichrist is just one of the funniest things I've seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Emma. I have to agree. Um, It's not just that he's funny. It's the subtleties of his hilarity in this movie. He's just, he just says things with a straight face or just gets really quiet and then like he'll say it really slowly and it's like i don't know it was just really funny but yes gary otis so big ups to al gary's best friend she was absolutely amazing in this movie and a really good friend i really liked her but i went with gary gary was the best he went through shit and like i said i love a good character in a horror movie if it's supposed to be a funny one yeah, don't understand they're in a scary movie and like the first time he sees Lucas just swinging on the swing it's like dark and he's like man he really likes swinging <laughs> just looking at him all evil like he wants to kill him and he's like oh and he goes into the room to say hi to him and he's sitting there watching TV with just static on the screen and then the goat head is on his hand and turns around tells him to get out and he's like yeah you're right we'll just talk tomorrow <laughs> he just like <laughs> He just like leaves like things start to bother him but he's never like oh my god when the like, goat head pops up and goes eruptor yeah. <laughs> he was the one of the best parts in this movie i love gary so katie who was your least favorite character um sally field's character the question mark none no cultist uh slash cps um agent yeah person uh that sucked she sucked and i know that people in cps like their job is hard but the fact that she was faking being a cps person so that she could get the inside scoop on the devil's son and make sure that he was killed and all these different things that was a lot like that's just horrible uh emma I have fake child nappers <laughs> as not just the CPS lady, but all of them, the reverend, the, yeah, the whole people cult. that we're with, all of them. Like, I don't care if this six-year-old is the spawn of Satan. 
how fucking dare you take a child under a false pretense of an organization that is meant to protect children end of story i'd have fucked that bitch up with a two by four with nails on the end of it like (laughs) no thank you good night (laughs) yeah so i went with the reverend and like i say all the time you know me i love a good villain hell lucas was a better villain for a chunk of this movie than like the mm-hmm. reverend and stuff he actually like beat gary's ass multiple times he buried his ass <laughs> yep uh but no reverend was poop so i was just like eh you know but usually in supernatural films like this you gotta have some type of churchy culty person like that and they're usually really not that good of a villain they just say their weird quotes and stuff and that's it so i knew they were, where they were going with them so So let's do seven word synopsis. Uh, I have a few. So the first one is, never mind, that clown is fucking awesome. So at the party, uh, Al comes up and she says, like, this clown fucking sucks, dude. Where'd you get this clown? And Gary's like, I don't know, man. I just ordered online. And then when the clown is set on fire and starts running around the party, I was like, this clown is fucking awesome. <laughs> and then the next one is, kid would have got holy water bath time. I dunked his little ass in there. And then the power of good parenting compels you. <laughs> the power of good parenting compels you. So, uh, yeah. Hey, look at that. You raise a kid up right, they won't be the devil. That's something. That's a metaphor there. So, Katie. The nods to other horror films, perfection. There were so many spots in this movie where they were just pointing to classic horror and it was brilliant. I loved every second of it. And then stepdad's support system was backbone of movie. Yeah. They were so good. Uh, I did think that a couple of the stepdads who were a little more well-known needed more lines. Like Crystalia. I, I really needed uh actually I really needed the dad from Wizards of Waverly Place and yep. um Donald Faison to have more lines, but their parts were very well. Minimal. That wasn't the dad from Wizards of Waverly Place. Wasn't it? Nope. He looked exactly like him, but that was not him. Okay. Well, the guy yeah. that looked like him. Yeah. He's his, a his hilarious comedian and he needs yeah. he needed more lines. Oh, yeah. Much more Donald Faison. Yeah. He was great. I did enjoy at the end the callback to Chris saying that he his kid shat in one of his uh, (laughs) drawers. And he's like, I have my kid's backpack here. Like, we could all shit in it. And he's like, "Uh, I just shit my pants. I'm not sure if I have any left. Yeah. But anyway. um, Okay. Gary, say something. I want a divorce. (laughs) And then it's like a weird Cinderella omen situation. Because it was a stepdad and all that. Yeah. And then WTF, she didn't know that was blood. Yeah. 
And then my alliterative, satanic spawn stepson seriously screws shit sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Those are fucking good. <laughs> both both good and bad. Right? Sideways. I figured out where I know that guy from. So it wasn't Wizards of Waverly Place, but he looks just like that guy. Yeah. Actually from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He plays yep. Teddy, like the super bland, nerdy detective yep. Yep. that uh, Santiago can't stand to date. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so this film came out September 1st, 2017. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was, Katie? I said $5, dudes. Emma. Uh, mm. $12 So closest without going over, actually just closest altogether, is Katie. So the budget was $7.5 dues. Nice. Well, uh, being that this film is a Netflix film, hey, guess what? There's no box office. Uh, God, I hope it did great. I would love to see another, another one. Just the kid Growing later up, on in yeah. life. On yeah. his 16th birthday? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's so many things you could do with the Omen. I mean, they made multiple movies. There's one where he's trying to be the, like, what, the president? I think? In one of them. He's a politician in one of them. Uh, but yeah, Damien just gets older and gets more responsibilities and they're like, yes, yes. He's doing more. So they could easily have him, I don't know, running for class president or something and he's trying not to be bad. Or They, right. they could do so many things with it. It'd be really cute. So uh minority kill counts no there were a lot of dead people but i don't think any of them were minorities the teacher um gozamel got stabbed in corn no and then the people in the church but they were all wearing masks so we don't know yeah but because it was a cult i'm gonna assume there weren't any minorities in it because probably most american cults are filled with crazy white folks yeah you're right so the minority kill count is at 198 and a tito turtle so does anybody have anything else to say about little evil watch it it was really good go watch this movie it's only mildly unnerving it's not entirely terrifying so it's great yeah there were some spots i was like man that's kind of creepy but like I said, it's that supernatural kid thing. So, uh, so that was the last episode of horror month, comedy horror, comedy horror. horror so uh, next month we'll be back <laughs> with a new genre. So, like always, hey, that's the end of the episode. I always got to put that hammer the audio thing. So that's the end of the episode. Um, if you have any other cool fun facts about I don't know, demonic children. I can tell you a couple of movies or demonic kids. You can tweet us at Alan Tempod. We have an email. It is Alan Presents at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, I have a Facebook at Alan Presents. So the music you're hearing right now is Flipping the Combined Effort, Flipping the CE, anywhere you can search for them. The artwork is by a studio P Tusk. Thank you so much. Every guys are cool. So, um, like always, thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next month with a sweet ass new genre of horror movies. Uh, so, bye guys. Bye. Oops.
Now that's spooky. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha